0: It's just amazing how God is working and moving, and, you know, God is a healer. But everyone's story is different. Everyone has their own path to walk. And that's something that we're going to see today in today's scripture. Some people, some people come to God in, in a place of expectancy, like a conference like that, and they, they're just looking for God to do something very specific. They have an expectation, and, uh, and he doesn't do that thing that you expected, and sometimes you you come in with no expectations and he does something that you wouldn't even think to ask of him. But everyone has their own path to walk. And God has us all on a journey. And that is and, and it's a journey for the long haul where he is working in our lives. You know, for me, I didn't know I thought to myself on Friday, in seventy two hours I have no idea what I'm gonna be thinking about what transpired over the weekend. What will God have done, you know, in my life, in the lives of my friends. You know, it's not that, uh, you know, there was anything particularly magical about that weekend, just that we focused in on the work of God. I mean, this is stuff that's going to continue to happen in our church body as we seek after him. It's not a weekend kind of thing. It's the Holy Spirit weekend, and we're a Holy Spirit church. God guys with us. But uh, what, what am I going to be reflecting on? What am I going to hear? And, you know, I heard stories of, Divine healing, a physical healing, where people came in with something and then it was taken away from them. You know, I, had, I heard stories of people with, with memories that came back to mind uh, of things that were unprocessed that ne- they needed to walk through with God and are still working on. You know, I heard about you know restoration where people in relationships uh, that were kind of on the rocks were able to begin a begin to work, but it's all. It's all a journey, and God is with us, uh, and continues to be with us. And we're going to continue hearing testimonies. We're going to continue praying for people. We're going to continue uh, praying for others and listening to what God might say dynamically and, and prophetic for them. Like like with me and Jackie, I mean that was a wild thing. How many words are there in the English language? One out of how many of those words are is a word that both of us had for the same for one of the spouses in this couple in different groups. Uh, God is working in amazing ways, but it looks different for everybody, and it's a journey. We read this morning with the kids this passage. I'm going to read it again. Hebrews 11 is a really, really, really amazing chapter. I recommend that you read it. I was tempted to read it to you, but I I, I say go home and read it. It talks about all the people that lived before the the time the Hebrews was written that lived by faith and how God worked in their lives and how they were all commended for their faith uh, even even when they didn't receive the thing that they were looking for in their lives. So this is uh, imagined by the author of Hebrews as being a cloud of witnesses, a bunch of people that have gone before us and they're cheering us on. So the imagery is of a race, of a long distance race. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, in the moments we have left, I pray that you would encourage us on the journey and path that we each are on as individuals uh, to, to to be hopeful, to be joyful, and to be encouraged on the path that you've put before us. In Jesus' name, amen. So as I said, you know, the Christian walk here in this passage is pictured as like a long-distance marathon race. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was running a lot more last year and the year before and the year before that. Uh, but at the time, you know, I was getting into running, running three miles, running four miles. I ended up running a half marathon, not this past May, but the May before that, And I learned a little bit about long-distance races and short-distance races. And uh, the interesting thing about those races is, you know, especially the half marathon, the goal is just to finish. The goal is just to finish. You can't compare your race to anyone else because it's just a long race, (laughs) you know. And 13.1 miles. And so just finishing is winning in a way. And that's what the Christian life is like, it's more like a marathon than a sprint. In a sprint or a short, you know, three mile, two mile race, even that seems long to me right now at this point. The difference between a long race like that and a short race is in a short race, you're actually trying to beat people, you know? I feel like you're you're running and you see some people in front of you and you just, I can push past that person. I can run faster than that person. And then by the end of that race, you're like, I'm going to beat that person who's 20 feet in front of me past that finish line, I'm going to beat them. And you get really excited. And when I first started with running, I ran that three mile race, and there was, there, it was really kind of like super fun. When we got to that last stretch, there was a girl that was about my skill level that I'd been kind of keeping, keeping uh, close distance to. And we were passing each other. At the end, it wasn't spoken between us, but it was like, we are going to race. We are, we are racing. And we ran, and she got in front of me by just a hair, and she got, she won our little mini race. You know, we were far from being the winners or the top runners there, but between the two of us, it was a race, and and it was spontaneous. It wasn't like we planned it. If you run, you understand this a little bit. And uh, she just, we we just exhausted. Oh, you know, we just sprinted so fast. She just gave me this big hug, and it was like we were like the best friend, best of friends. You know, I was like, that is such a cool moment, right? Uh. So that, that's a short race. You're racing. But, but the Christian life is like that half marathon or a marathon. Just finishing with your wits about you is winning. Getting to the end, faithful to Jesus, like in the story of Pilgrim's Progress, is winning. You're not trying to beat anybody. Uh, in fact, you know, much like that half marathon, when I got to the last mile, I thought to myself, oh, I'm going to die. You know, um, my legs, I can't actually feel parts of my body that are moving. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Put on some heavy metal, keep going. You know? Um, and then at the end, people that were more advanced runners that I, that I knew and were friends with came, came back around, walked up, and ran next to me over the finish line. Uh, this, this past year, I ran a four-miler on 4th on of July in Saratoga. And the friend that I ran it with, she finished before me, and she came back and ran the last half mile, with me, which is really, just a really cool feeling. Just finishing is winning. And that is, that, is, uh, that is the race of our life. Whenever I am at the funeral, I get the privilege of doing a funeral, performing a funeral for a faithful Christian who got through their whole life, now 80, 90 years, faithful to Jesus. It's so inspiring to me because life is really hard. And sometimes faith can be hard. And there are disappointments along the way. And there are things that happen to people that sucker punch them in life that they didn't see coming. And I know that some of you have things coming to mind right now. Loss, pain, unexpected brokenness. And people that persevere in faith, just getting to the end of your life faithful to Jesus, it's winning. And there are all these people in Hebrews 11 who who lived in that faith to their final breath, even when they didn't fully see what was promised, the object of their faith, until they uh, got to the end. So we're going to go through this passage bit by bit and just talk about about this in sections. So in our long-distance race, it says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles. Uh, These... These things that hinder aren't necessarily sins. They're just things that hinder the race. And, 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 the, and the sin that so easily entangles, obviously that's specifically talking about sin. But the, the idea here is anything that is getting in our way or constricting us in our race, the author says, throw those things off because they can actually keep you from running the race. They can trip you up to the point that you can't go forward in your in your long-distance journey. The image is like... You know, instead of the stories I shared, if I had uh, an enemy or someone who kept on throwing pieces of furniture in front of me while I'm trying to finish up my half marathon, that's what it's like. Uh, Anything that's obstructing you, uh, anything that is constricting you, Sarah's testimony about sharing uh, some of these burdens with another human being and bringing them into the light brings great freedom. That's a burden that you have on your back when you have that that sin and those things that then tangle you and they keep you from running effectively. It could be anxieties. About things that are really not ultimately very important. You know, thing, <laughs> at the end of life, in the context of, of the world and, and, our, and our walk and, and eternity, the things we worry about are just very small many times. But we get consumed with our anxieties, uh, with our ambitions, uh, with our resentments and unforgiveness towards other people or our unforgiveness towards ourselves, with just getting caught up in, in sins. And there are things that obstruct us, they constrict us. And so the author says, don't tolerate sin and and barriers in your life. Take care of them. This is a long-distance race. If you don't take care of those things, you could lose heart, and it might keep you from finishing. So that's the first encouragement. Throw those things off. And then it says, and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. And that word for perseverance means patience. You know, I know a lot of, a lot of people that favor doing short runs. They, like, I would never do long distance. You know, they like the short run, but they don't want to do the long distance. And people that like running short runs, they will get into a long distance race, and they're used to running as fast and hard as they can, and they'll get a couple miles in, and they'll have nothing left. they are like a flash in the pan. This is a patient life, and everyone has their own path to walk. It's so easy to have unrealistic expectations about how long, how long it takes to get through different things and to lose heart and to lose patience because you thought, you know, why am I still struggling, stru- struggling with this thing? Why am I not free from this thing? Why am I still living without a healing that I need in my life? You know, why does it seem like I'm not where I thought I would be? But this is a long-distance race, and we have to have patience because there's a really long path ahead of us, and God is at work. Everyone has their own path to walk. And if you received prayer for physical healing or any kind of healing over last weekend, and it didn't happen, you didn't get zapped and fixed instantly, people that don't realize how long this race is and who, and who have, you know, don't, don't realize how much patience it might take to walk out that path, you know, they might give up and lose heart and be discouraged. But God is at work in your life. Just because it doesn't happen on your timetable doesn't mean it's not going to happen. God is faithful. God is working. God is teaching and moving, and he has a bigger perspective than we have. He can see things that we can't see. So we shouldn't give up and lose heart. The challenge of faith is to believe, even when we ask and we seem to get no answer, and to keep trusting and believing that God can move and work in our lives and not give up that faith in who God is. And the encouragement from this passage, and this is something that was tucked in there that God really revealed to me. Look at this. We run with, with patient perseverance, the race marked out for us. This is the sovereignty piece, that God knows the end from the beginning, that God understands where you are, and he's marked out a journey for your life. You know? He understands, and he knows how to get you from point A to point B. He knows how to get you to your ultimate destination. He knows how to get you to a place where you can finish the race strong and faithful. So be patient, even if you don't see it right now with eyes of faith, like these people in Hebrews 11 who didn't receive the object of their faith in their lifetime. Be patient, wait, because God has a plan. He's marked out the race for you. in the final section of this passage. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Fix your eyes on Jesus. He blazed the trail of faith through very difficult circumstances, through persecution, through death, uh, through complete rejection. He blazed through all of that stuff, and he made it to the end, and made it to the end well. The suffering that we experience in life, for most of us, not everyone, but for most of us, is not as extreme as the suffering that Christ went through. And he got through. He pushed through with eyes of faith, and we're supposed to fix our eyes on Jesus who blazed that trail and who perfected the walk uh, because of the joy set before him of reaching the, the completion of his mission. You understand the joy set before Jesus was providing a way of salvation for all of us. That motivated him. That got him moving. That got him home. That got him past the finish line. And we have that, this same Uh, We have the joy of our salvation as a motivation. Looking at Jesus and how he's he's made every way for us and how he's prepared a place for us, he says, In my Father's house there are many rooms. If this were not so, I would have told you. I've gone there to prepare a place for you. For those who persevere, who run the race with patience, who get to the very end, past all the obstacles, and throw everything that hinders aside, there is a place prepared for them. There is a completion uh, that is promised for those uh, who do not grow weary and lose heart. And Jesus has prepared that place. So we're supposed to keep our eyes on Jesus, uh, keep our eyes on the joy set before us, that not only is he working in our temporal lives over time, over over the long haul of our life, healing us, speaking to us, moving, even sometimes in unexpected ways, but there is ultimately an end to our life journey where, Jesus, where we will receive the object of our faith, where we will be made perfect, where we will know Jesus and be fully known by God. And there will be a place prepared for us, a joy uh, in heaven with him. And so, you know, it's all about perspective, right? Looking at Jesus' life, looking at what he went through, and thinking about the joy set before him, that got him through his life. And we have that same joy set before us of, of full salvation and fullness in him. The concern, of course, is that you would be you would become weary, uh, would become disappointed with what God chooses to do or not do in your life, and you might you might lose heart and think you know this timetable, it's just not not right for me, uh, and become discouraged. And you know some of some people at the Holy Spirit Weekend got a healing touch in their bodies. Uh, some people, perhaps got a healing touch in their soul or in their emotions, or God spoke to them in some way. And perhaps some people came to the weekend with high expectancy, and not everything happened exactly as they thought it would happen. But that doesn't mean that God isn't still at work in your life. It's just that this is a long, long walk, and uh, God is, he, he, he has an understanding of the path he sets before each person, and he knows how to get them from point A to point B. When things don't happen instantly, it can be very difficult. Sometimes the, the way forward uh, with God is to pause, let him bring something up that needs to be dealt with, that's not on your plan or your agenda, and to work through that so that you can make space for him to fill you in your life. God wants to fill us more than we want him to fill us. He wants to come into our lives. But we have to sometimes hit the pause button and unpack that suitcase of our soul that Rob talked about on Friday. We have to we have to take some things from our past that, are, that, that still plague our mind and our consciousness and, and still kind of hold us back and give us doubts and give us trouble. And we need to set aside some time with a trusted a Christian brother or sister or a counselor and work through those things and really come to terms with them in our soul So that God can rush in his fullness and fill us up Again, the journey looks different for everybody and everyone has their own path that they walk. You know for me God brought to remembrance something for me that happened a very long time ago that was very grieving and I thought I had worked through it fully in my, in my mind, but it was something that, that he brought back afresh, and it caused me to be so overcome with, with grief and those emotions that, that, that I felt surrounding this experience that I couldn't even speak for a minute, for several minutes. I couldn't speak. It was, it was, it was something where I knew it must be God because I thought of this thing and, and had no emotion about it, you know, several times in my life, but God was just putting his finger on this one thing. You're asking for, for the fullness of me. You're asking for more of me. This is something that's holding you back. You need to work through this thing. You need to make space for me. You need to unpack this part of your suitcase. And, and you know that's not the instantaneous thing that people look for or want. It's not glamorous, but it is the way forward. And there's a way forward for every person that's on this long-distance race. Uh, so again, sometimes God touches us in a really remarkable, instantaneous way, as we've, as we've heard this morning. Sometimes God brings to mind something that we need to work through that maybe we'd rather not work through. But whatever it is, whatever he's showing us or revealing us, we are, we are told to keep that perspective of it's a race. Throw off the things that hinder you, constrict you, entangle you, you know, confess your sins, work through the things that are difficult. Because Jesus wants to bring his fullness into our lives and fill us and give us strength and empowerment for the journey ahead. So this morning, I want to pray for you. And then as we are heading out, the band is going to just play, play a song to encourage us as we are, as we are dismissed uh, to the lobby. But I want to pray for all of you as we close this morning. Heavenly Father, I thank you for the journey that each of us is on and for the unique path that you've set before each person. We thank you that you are a God who, who creates a way for us to move forward out of a place of our deepest brokenness. That when we mess up or, or, or people uh, cause injury to us and we feel trapped, that you are wise and good and you prepare a path and a way out of the darkness into the light. I pray that you'd encourage us this morning, God, to run this race set before us with perseverance, with patience, and to have the faith to believe that you are at work in our lives, even at those times when it feels it's most dark, that there's a joy set before each of us of reaching the goal of our faith. Jesus Christ, the author and perfecter. So God, I'm asking very specifically, give us patience, give us perspective, and give us faith to trust you in the times when life is darkest, God. We thank you that you are a healer. We thank you that you heal us body, soul, mind, spirit, heart. We thank you that you are a faithful God who strives with us, who, who runs alongside of us as we are at our weakest in this race. We thank you for your great love and your grace. That while we are still dead in our sins and even on our very worst days that we're living now, when we're doing the very poorest, that on those days you love us as much as any other day because you've set your affection on us. You've set your love on us and your grace. Fill us afresh, God. Give us wisdom about what journey we are on and how to move forward. And give us the joy that only Jesus can bring. Pray this in Jesus' name.